Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. I'm Andrew, and on the airwaves alongside me is Callum and Ross. As always, how are we doing this week, chaps? Start with you, Callum. All good? Uh, aye, good mate, good mate. Just as uh, I was just saying before we went on air there, aye, good news this week, so hopefully hopefully we get hot water back in the flat soon, you know, otherwise, you know, it'll be a nightmare, but aye, no, good. What about you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. And Ross, how are we doing? Splendid. Splendid, fantastic. Right, I right. thought I'd be worth starting, obviously you, you, you've got me on social media, so you'd have known that uh, I celebrated a a nine-year anniversary anniversary this year, and I thought I'll take a walk down memory lane. What was happening in Scottish football nine years ago? As I looked at Hibs and Hearts, Hearts managed to run out today nine years ago, two 0 winners up at East End Park. Goals from Webster and Scatchell, and Hibs a one 0 defeat. I hope my mother will. Jamie Murphy on the on the score sheet. Yeah, that game, Callum. Remember it well. What did you have at half time? What was it? <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, Christ, Jamie Murphy scoring against Hibs, that was a, a regular occurrence, I think, like him and Darren Mackey, I mean, obviously that's going a wee bit further back, Darren Mackey, but he used to love a goal against Hibs, couldn't they score against anyone else, but, yeah, um, honestly. Yeah, okay, right, tonight's agenda, guys, uh, it's full, we've had plenty of games, so plenty to talk about, we'll start with Hearts, move on to Hibs, Embra City, and then to our, on to our Lone League teams, and then finishing with our... Podcast Puzzler and our growing popularity Embra Football Podcast Prediction League. Okay then, we'll start with Hearts Ross. And there's been two games so far, competitive action, two oh, two further wins. Um still yet to really get clicking for me, Ross. No, it's still just a little bit I mean as much as there's been plenty of preseason friendly so far, I thought this would all be ironed out, but it still looks a little bit ring rusty at Tynecastle just now. Yeah, I, I still don't. I don't think he knows his best eleven so far. I think the last two games has not helped because we've had Liam Boyce and Michael Smith away with Northern Ireland, so mm-hmm. we've not had a chance to get them clicking into place. So um, Jamie Brandon's came in; he's been stalwart at right back, um, and obviously we've tried to be a bit different up front. But as we can see, touch on we will later how good. Um, Replacements have been recently. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so looking at youth in as well. Yeah, yeah. So who's in, who's impressed? Who's been the sort of standout so far? Then any has it been any of the old signings, the old guards, or is it any of the new signings that are really stepping up to the plate? Um, I see. The last few games I watched, I think um, generally or generally, he's really impressed me actually on the wing. Yeah, I think if we, we can get an end product out of him, I think. We've definitely got a player, but what I like about him is the fact that he's not scared to run at people. He's not, he's not a kind of guy that'll back off, but he's actually just prepared to just go for it and run at them. I like that in a winger, um, and I think that'll definitely get us a lot of points. Potentially, it's quite similar to when we had Nielsen in the Championship. We had wingers that were prepared to just go for it, and we got a lot of penalties out of it because people they were quite quick, so they went past them and they brought them down a lot. So hopefully, with that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, actually. Yeah, because, the young yeah. laddies in the midfield have been good as well, though. Yeah, that's, great a, for them. that's a great point, actually, because you know it's just nice to get a winger that just wants to take someone on, and 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 at worst, you know, at worst, you, you get a throw in 30, 40 yards throughout the park if, it is, if they're willing just to do that, you know. And like you say, they can maybe buy fouls, buy uh, buy corners, and if they can, eventually cross their eyes. Very rare in a winger, but they can create chances too. So that's going to be important this season. So it seems to be, but is it quite one sided? If you know what I mean, is it quite because Ginnelly is he playing off the right? So is it is it, is it, is it quite yeah, is it quite predictable? Off the right. um, I think a lot of times they were they were trying to push quite a bit through the left from what I saw against Wraith mm. um, two nights ago. Um, but yeah, it looked all right. I'm not. I think I still see a bit of. I'd like to see a bit more of Roberts before I kind of make an an assess, proper assessment on him but uh, it seems to mainly go through the right if not through the middle because I think we were quite strong in the middle we had Cochrane mm-hmm. in there on against Wraith and I thought he played really well I can't really comment too much on the Cowden game because the, I was watching it but the stream I was watching was awful Yeah. so I think I saw about 30 seconds continuous and then I kept going back and back I missed that actual goal and Callum, have you have you managed to catch 
much of the, any Hearts games at all, or what, what? What's the? I know you're you're now you're uh, living with a, someone that's an absolute jambo daft. So what's the sort of voices coming out from that side? I said that's Ross's opinion. Is it is it something similar coming out from from your end of your Tynecastle compadres? Um, uh, I would say I would say that <clears throat> basically the, the Betfred has been treated as glorified pre-season for Hearts and what they've done three wins out of three it's exactly what Hearts needed to do you know there's no there's no need for these games to be flashy etc obviously the, the the team that was put out on Tuesday night isn't going to be a true reflection of the team that starts on Friday uh, sorry tomorrow night uh, against Dundee in the first league game you know it's, there's, there's obviously going to be some changes there but I think um, for Hearts to put out almost a second string team and come away comfortable winners against Rayfielders, then it's you've you've got to be impressed. Um, what what I would say is, um, Iona is not dipping into the the Craig Whiten sort of fandom that started overnight. Almost, I think um, you know. Uh, well done, Craig. Your third goal was really impressive, but two penalties against Wraith. Let's let's not go shouting off the rooftops just yet. But um, I think his third goal. Uh, really showed the fact that he just needed one and fair enough it was a couple of penalties but Craig Whiten wouldn't have scored that last week mm. wouldn't have scored that last month um, you know last year he's he needed something you know a little uh, Shannon finish pretty much to get him started you know you look at ah, Christian first goal um, for, for Hibs you know it's an absolute Shannon and from I mean he almost missed from two yards out and then that day went on to score a hat trick. So it's it's just a little bit of confidence. So um, if Craig Whiting can go on a sort of Christian Deutsch esque run, then um, I'd be surprised. But it's better than that, mate. What? Mm-hmm. It's better than that. Oh, let's let's not get carried away here. So so do you think? Yeah, I mean, is this going to be a is this a flash in the pan, or do you think Ross that you think there's maybe a a, a genuine future for Craig Whiting then? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how much he'll feature the, uh, the fact that Boyce will be back in the squad. Hopefully he might go two, two up top, I don't know. But um just shows that uh, Levine had a bit of sense back in the day signing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't like to say... You know, Levine, Levine didn't say who he went for, but he said they were looking at Dykes, but they, started, they, went, they decided to go for someone else. So maybe it was Whiten. After all, but uh, Ross, what have they, what have Hearts so been hard. what have Hearts been playing formation wise? Has it been a has it been a four two three one? Has it been four four two? Has it just been a has it just been a, a total random? Just depends the game so far, or is that just like you said at the very start? It's just yet to find <laughs> it's yet to find out his his favourite formation, his favourite team yet. Possibly, yeah. Um, the way it's times when you look at it, it looks like a four five one but I don't know how if that's going to continue mm-hmm. forward I could be totally making that up because I've not even actually paid attention to the formation but um, and how's I'm Haring how's Haring fared how's Haring fared so well far? in fact they got through 90 minutes yeah. against Rafe is it's credit upon himself for yeah. having that resilience to come back from those injuries and he had this, the, the armband against Rafe as well and I thought I didn't really see him put a foot wrong uh, centre half so quite happy with that and I think that just gives us more depth there, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, I'm really impressed with, actually. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because you've got well, Garuccio has just left Hearts on a mutual consent mm-hmm. termination of contract. Yeah. He was a left back on one of them. So um, it was always going to happen between who who was going to leave. If it was going to be White or if it was going to be Garuccio with Kingsley coming back in. But um, I was kind of personally, I was hoping it was White for me. Um, there was a wee axe to a wee bit more potential in Garuccio than I did White. Perhaps, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe thinking from maybe Garuccio being a bit selfish in terms of, you know what, he's missed a lot of football. He maybe just wants to play football. Maybe he's missing home Aye. and he's maybe wanting to play week in, week out. He's seen that Hearts have signed a, a you know, a former international football player. I'm going to be second choice here. So uh, I just want to go out and get games. It's the eve, Aye. Ross, it is the eve of the championship season. Um you must be absolutely buzzing, I suppose. Uh, so, what we're thinking the season ahead? You must be excited. What you're thinking about ahead of tomorrow? Massive game. Um, 
Aye, well, considering I thought it was tonight, I got the days mixed up. Um, I got in there before. Dolly, I don't want to let me. Aye. Um, nah, I'm confident. I, I don't see Dundee beating us. Um, could be my famous last words, that one, but... Um, we've just got to, we've got to beat who's in front of us. It's all cliche with that one, so you can add that to the the counter for that one. Um, <laughs> but nah, I, I guess I, I don't see really any team in that league putting any trouble towards us. I think saying that Dunfermline got a really good result against Kelly last night, eh, the other night. I think they beat them three 0 or something like that. So they are potentially our challengers, but Dundee are good sirens. I just can't see them putting anything past us, yeah. especially. So I'm confident we'll get a win there. We'll kick off the season. Cal, how would you think? Yeah, Cal, what do you think? You know, well, everyone speaks about uh, Tynecastle's intimidating atmosphere and, and how and how much of a factor that can actually be for, for team teams can go there and, and either thrive in it or teams can go there and crumble. Um do you think a do you think a lack of fans is gonna be a, a positive or a negative for Hearts, you think, initially? Um, well over the last sort of eighteen months I would say it's nothing but a positive purely mm. because the the atmosphere at Tincastle when you know, I was at the, the Hearts Rangers game when Hearts won two one and you know, Hearts were playing well, snapping into tackles and the atmosphere was fantastic that day. But you know, there's You were singing so loudly. Uh, <laughs> let's not get too carried away here. Um but there's other times where the atmosphere at Tynecastle has been very flat, you know, the opposition of um you know, games against Hamilton last year where they're playing the better football, Motherwell, etc. You know, so the last sort of eighteen months, you know, the, the favourite the, the the most used chant at Tincastle has been boo. Um so I think no fans there at this moment in time to give some of these players a little bit of confidence. You know, you look at you look at Hibbs the way they started because there wasn't fans in, you know, the amount of like uh, times that I saw online, Hibs fans saying, "Oh, we'd have dropped a point there. We'd have lost that game if fans had been in the ground." So yeah. I think there'll be a similar effect with Hearts. They'll they'll get a bounce out of it because um, when you look at it, uh, they've got they've got better players, so yeah. Yeah. they should just be able to to win those games. Yeah. Uh, but what I would say about Dunfermline being challengers is, Dunfermline had I think five first team players ready. Um, for that game the other night, uh, the rest were all self isolating. So, yeah, as much Still, though, it was a good win. I think there was a good few under 18s that played for Kelly that day. I think um, well, they've still got the results. Yeah. They're still kind of results yeah. out there, so yeah. you've got to stand up and take notice of that at times. Yeah. I think the lack of fans. I actually think it could be a positive thing for Hearts. Gamma, I agree. You know, I think. Right now, with with the lack of fans, I just look at the Scotland team at this moment in time, and you look at the performances the last three nights. You know, Clark's obviously doing a job here to come in and get us defensively solid first, and then we'll think about uh, offensive style of play. And I'm thinking about Scotland here, and maybe a lack of fans has actually been a good thing because it's allowed us allowed the Scotland team just to, to focus on that job of keeping clean sheets. It's not the most enjoyable to watch, but it's uh, it seems to be quite effective. Ross, do you think? Lack of fans could be a positive here. Um, yes and no. I think when it's going well for Hearts, when they're winning games, like take the last championship season we won most yeah. of the games, the place was bouncing in the championship. Yeah. The players thrive on that. That it's going to be a weird atmosphere. It's, it's going to affect every other club in the world or Scotland at the moment, anyway. But it's if you're playing bad. Because Tynecastle is a horrible place to be at times. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of works both ways. I'm, I'm, I would say fans are needed for Hearts in this championship season, just to kind of push them, give them that extra push. Because you know it's like when you're maybe two all or something like that in the the 88th minute, and you're chasing that. The fans are the ones that are going to pick you up and keep you going. Yeah. Until yeah. the end, there. So. Yeah, it's game dependent, isn't it? When when it's. When it's going Aye. when it's going easy, it's the lack of fans doesn't really matter. But when it's when you're maybe in a tight game or it's not going the way you want, the lack of fans could be a real hindrance. But yeah, I thought it could go either way, I suppose. Um, but I think we're all in agreement. It should be a, a straightforward win tomorrow night, no? Well, maybe not. I might change my prediction. I'm not too sure. I'm not going to give you my prediction not. just yet. But it looks like the two of you guys are are uh, fairly confident ahead of tomorrow night. Um, right on to Hibernian then, and it's been a pretty straightforward. 
<laughs> been a pretty straightforward week, Calm, isn't it? It's just been, you know, it's COVID at the weekend and and uh, for uh, during the week. It's just been a a very pre-season. Go straight forward. Yeah, straightforward. Never in doubt. Never in doubt, Calm. It's, it's just felt like a sort of a, 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 a pre-season, but during the season sort of feel fit for Hibs this week, hasn't it? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hibs have come through the two games, six points, and that's where half the squad getting called up to international football, you know, something that, you know, buyers could do well to remember. But, uh, no, I think... <laughs> <laughs> have, again, I said it with Hearts, Hibs have done what they needed to do. You know, these games don't need to be ridiculous. I mean, I was probably a wee bit too cocky about Cove, but... Um, you know, if Christian Doyle notches the equaliser um, or scores when he hits the bar, then you know he's probably run out comfortable. You know, but uh, he still had the, the quality there to, to win the game. And uh, against Forfar, it's obviously taken a little bit longer. But you know, you've got Halberg at right back, who's a centre mid. You've got David Gray at centre half, who's a right back, and you know Darren McGregor and David Gray, who you know I'm surprised you're getting ninety minutes out of them. At this you would beat them in a race. You know, so I, I had no idea what you said. There, he said, you, he said you'd beat them in a race. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, nah, maybe, maybe. Uh, but if, if I'm honest, Ibs have done what they needed to do. Um, yeah. It's back to the the more important business, I would say, on Saturday, the league. And, you know, Ibs need to go up to Dingwall and get three points, I think. The bet threads, you just need to come through the group. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be a potential banana skin, but uh, sitting there three wins from three, you, you can't argue with that. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I think sitting in the first half wasn't... I mean, I watched the, I watched the game against Cove. The first half wasn't great, but I think you're bang on. We had a great... Deutsch has a great chance, and he somehow manages to hit the bar. Uh, I think it's probably kicked off... If that was a grass pitch, I think it probably goes in, but it bounces off the sort of sticky astro and goes off the bar. Um, and as soon as Hibs got, as soon as Hibs got, <laughs> as soon as Hibs got the equaliser, uh, I think there was only going to be one winner. And to be honest, I can't really remember the boy Barnes having a having a save to make. To be honest, in the whole game, um, I seen fans were giving him pelt. Fans were giving him pelters like, conceding another free kick, and it's like, are you even watching the game? It's like it's a good free kick, whipped it over. But anyway, um, can we speak about a Nisbet again for another? Just, I mean. Great finish. It's just, it's just magnificent, isn't it? It's just. Craig, Craig Whiten's magnificent. Kevin, this is all right. <laughs> I'm um, jumped on this bandwagon massively. I don't, I don't think I'm not, much. I'm not, I'm not going to bite. You've got you're the fishing rod, well and truly out tonight, sitting there, lying back, hands on the back of your head right now, sitting back in your chair, feet up on the desk, just like. Oh, it's coming! It's coming! You probably won't get it. You probably, like, like, you know, some ridiculously that you say to him, like the predictions or something. <laughs> <laughs> look, Kevin, this bit. Wow, what, what a signing! Um, the way that he's taken to to the Premiership, just and it, you know, he's scored in all types of goals. There's just yeah, you, you can run it to pillars. I mean, I. You can look at the opposition and say, oh, it's Cove Rangers who scored that against, but realistically, you put a, a, a world-class goalie in, and they're going to struggle to save that. So I think that, um, ah, what, what a sign, what a player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think Tuesday night against uh, Forfar was just, I mean, you looked at the, it was barely a team put together, the was about three subs, um, so it was kind of, it really was down to the bare bones, but that's because the, the call-ups we've had to the, to the Scotland squad and, among, and, and other countries, of course, as well, with Marciano and Gogic and, um, you know, Doig having to self-isolate. Hopefully he's not, not doesn't have to go the full two weeks' time, we'll tell him that. And and Hanlon makes his... Hanlon, was that his full national debut on... That was, that was, his, uh, that was his first cap, yes. Yeah, incredible. And I think a player that, you know what, for, for the, some other players that have probably been capped over the last maybe 10 years, it's... You know what? He probably does deserve deserve a cap, and he didn't do anything didn't do anything wrong last night. I know he wasn't on for very long. Um, he made a good I header. Going to give away a penalty at one point. Ah, I was going to say, let's, 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 let's say wrong. He got 
he sold uh, he got sold a duty, and the boy put in a decent cross, and then uh, potentially a wee penalty. But he, I mean, once he got up to speed after the first five minutes, I thought he played well. But yeah. there was listen, it's uh, hard. It's def- hard coming on. It's hard coming on as a sub, and to come on making your international debut, getting up to speed, you kind of got to give him a little bit of slack. So wait, you you were sitting there and in the group chat when Hanlon was coming on, <laughs> you literally put the message, "Oh no, Hanlon!" Right? So then he sit there and say that you're fucking like, uh, the boy up, etc. I was just there. I was just. I was just absolutely. Nervous. Cacking your fans last night because he was coming on. I was ju- I was I was nervous because I thought if he comes on and we concede, I can just see buyers now, just saying the reason that Scotland have drew or got beat was because I had to play. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I thought I was generally convinced they were going to bring McGinn on at one point because O'Donnell was awful. Yeah. Uh, He's a rank rotten right back, but I thought they were going to bring him because they mentioned McGinn a few times, but. No, it was, but nice, no, but nice to see you know, nice, nice to see that you know. I mean, and why not? You know, Hibs have had a great start defensively to the start of the season. You know, we've spoke about the the lack of goals. He'll not be the, he'll not be the last. He'll not be the last call up for you. I don't no. think. No, I agree. Talking about striker, we're talking about Nisbet again, but he's going to have to get a mention sometime soon. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Even just brought into the squad. So, but go, going back to forfeit, you should be beating forfeit. Oh yeah. One nil. Oh, right, well. right at the end. Aye. Yeah, I mean, agree, but at the same time... Aye, and Hearts should be beating Cowd and Beef and no waiting right to the end to beat them and all. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first bite. <bite. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure Stobie's putting that on, but Byers will class that as a bite. <laughs> Do you like? Um, no, Ross County this weekend, Callum. Uh, a team that... Some, some kind of terrible memories against Ross County in the last couple of years. Uh, some of the games I can see you're, you're grimacing as, as as those words came out my my mouth there. But uh, you've got to think. You've got can, can the lack can, can do you think the 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 lack of preparation for this? The fact we've had players all over the all over Europe in the last week or so could that be a, a real hindrance to to Hibs this weekend? No, I don't think so. I think Ross County are pretty poor. If if I'm honest, they've got the boy up top, Ross Stewart, um, who. If Hibs had been successful in January, you know, he would have been starting for Hibs instead of giving this bit. I don't think that Hibs would have gone for this bit if uh, they'd signed Ross Stewart. But um, I think if you keep Ross Stewart quiet, then I think Ross County don't don't have as much uh, sort of supporting cast. So I think th- this should be um, comfortable for Hibs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rossing? It's straightforward three points. I agree. Ah, it yeah. should be straightforward, mate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, on to Edinburgh City then, and it's been a tough bet, Fred, isn't it? To be honest, and I, I know we sat. I think we sat on this podcast when the draw came out, and we were we were starting to preview the the Betfred fixtures here, and we were saying that it was a. You know, I don't think Livingston has started great to the into the season. We were saying that, that could be a potential. They could do well against them, and we thought Steny they could put a marker down, and then they've Aloha, There's no reason they can't beat them again. They they, they did okay against them in the well, they knocked them out on penalties a wee while ago in the in the Challenge Cup, I think it was. But well, they're out the bet, Fred already. You know, I know it's three games into it, but they're out the bet, Fred. But it's winless. We jinxed them. Yeah, winless one point. It's. It hasn't been a great bet, Fred, has it? Really? Let's let's be well, let's be honest. No, it's not. It's not been a great bet, Fred. But I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, you look at you look at the games that they've played. Yeah, fair enough. Should, should be beating Steny, but you know, if you're if you're going to drop uh, points, as it were, or have a bad game against Steny, do it in the bet, Fred. Don't do it in the league. Yeah, uh, I think. The bet, Fred. Again, City have used it as pretty much a pre-season, and I think that on Saturday this is where we need to see the real Edinburgh City, as it were. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that that uh, McDonough has has you know looking at the lineups, he has seemed to really mix it about. You know, I think you know Uzi starts one game, Blair Henderson starts. The next game, he seems to have sort of really chopped it and changed it. So I, I think I probably agree with that. It seems to have been a sort of uh, extended um, pre-season. So, so yeah, so a bit about an, an extended sort of pre-season, Ross. But that's 
not necessarily a, a bad thing. You know, they've, they've had competitive action now. They've got minutes in everyone's legs. They should be ready to go now to start the league the league campaign on Saturday. I definitely. I think playing, as we said, the, the Betfred was never going to be their priority this season. It's getting winning that league. Um, but I think playing against Premiership, when you look at, well, Stenny should be beaten, but Aloha and Arbroath that are coming up, they, they attest that they'll, they'll push them to the limits for that club and it'll show them where they need to be, as Callum said. So mm-hmm. it's only a, only a good thing for them. So hopefully they can get kicked off against Brecon. Yeah, decent actual point there they made, Ross, because you know it was it was two seasons ago. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no, it was it was two seasons ago <laughs> where uh, you know me, when me and Calum first did the podcast actually in, uh, the, the first season and in, in Embra set a fantastic run in cups, you know, and they went all the way to the semi final in that uh, Challenge Cup, Calum, and we just thought there was just too many games in boys' legs when it came came round to the to the crucial part of the season, wasn't it? So. Perhaps getting put out of these cups early um, might not actually be a bad thing, especially when, let's be honest, Embra City are going to be the favourites right up there with, with Queen's Park, Al. Yeah, I think um, look, City's focus is is on the league and you know, the Betfred is just a good chance to get uh, 90 minutes in, in boys' legs. I think you're right in what you're saying. McDonough has changed up a lot of things they they have missed Laird the last couple of games but um, he's hoping to be fit for Saturday which is a massive boost but um, what he was telling me about the game on Tuesday was Blair Henderson was doing Blair Henderson things uh, he came off the bench and I think he had two touches of the ball before he brought City level you know and it was just um, Laird he couldn't uh, stop talking highly enough about him, you know, sort of. So it's looking like the Blair Henderson of his first year at City is back, which is, you know, that's massive. That's, I mean, you could be looking at 20 goals there straight away. And that's... Is that coming for the music connoisseur? Ah, yes, yes, the music connoisseur. The man man who does not know his Barry Manilow from his Barry White... But he does know a footballer when he sees one. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, as as uh, Ross touched on there, breaking this weekend, the battle of the cities. Uh, of course, you've got to. Fa- I mean, look, come, looking at the breaking's not a city; it's a town. Yeah, but look, look, <laughs> looking at the, uh, you know, seven nil midweek for was it seven nil, seven one, seven nil for for St Johnston against uh, against seven nil. I think. Uh, I... This is. It's, it's just got to be three points for, for Edinburgh City on Saturday, doesn't it, really, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, you can't, obviously, Brecon haven't had a great Betfred, but, you know, how much does the Betfred mean when, you know, we're talking about City haven't had a great Betfred, but... Um, um, but no, you've got to fancy Edinburgh City up here. Um, last point on last point on, on League Two, have you seen the video that's been going round? I think it was actually... A, is it Was it Craig... Telford is it his name from from the terrace? He's sort of promoting it. Yeah. It was a League Two promotional no, video. We were tagged on. We were tagged on Twitter today. Yeah, that. yeah, it looks. Yeah, it was really good. Actually, it was I good, wasn't really it? It got me right off, and it brought back a a memory, of course, uh, from a game April from April twenty seventeen when uh, Portress scored in the in the last minute, in a game that more or less That's more or less uh, confirmed our survival. Uh, that 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 season and our first season in League Two, and when the referee got pushed into the in the celebrations, it brought back some good memories. But there we are. Hopefully, some other good memories to come this season for Embers City. And I think we're both in agreement, all in agreement, should I say that it'll be a good season. I think for Embers City, and I think it'll be I think it'll be playoffs minimum for for the, for the team. Uh, so wish them, wish them all the best. You shaking your head, dear Cam? You saying title minimum here? Um, I I think I think Rem, um. You know, to to borrow a line from another one of the boys for the podcast, uh, sorry, the terrace, he's saying, you know, Ray McKinnon's got a squad of full time players who, well, if they didn't end up at Queen's Park, who knows where they would have ended up. So, like Baz has said the last few weeks, I think they've got a team of individuals, nor no a team, and I think I think everyone's looking at Queen's Park to do the business, but I think City will surprise everyone this year, and that. That's my bold claim. Start of the season, City will win that. Surpri- I don't. I wouldn't say they're surprising anyone with that. Personally, 
Yeah. Right. But I, I think they should be, but playoffs minimum anyway. Yeah. If, any, if anything less than that, it's a honking of a season for them. Yeah. I think. Mona City. Right. Yeah. Right, On to the the lonely calm. I think it's only right that uh, that you start us off because, well, you were able to get to a game. So tell us about it. How different was it in terms of, you know, you've you've gone in as media, which is absolutely what we are. So, um, <sighs> can you? I mean, how different does it feel? I know obviously it was a lot quieter. I take that, but in terms of organisation, how different? Does it feel going to a non-league ground, of course? So it's a bit different. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not gonna lie, it it's a little bit daunting, almost. Um, you know, like uh, you know what I'm like, Stobie. I say you do as well, buyers for turning up at games five minutes before kickoff. Uh, sometimes even just right on kickoff. I was I was there at the Christie Gillis at seven o'clock on Tuesday night. That's how prepared I was for this. Um, <laughs> Going through temperature checks and everything, and getting get all sorted. I think um, it's it's definitely weird seeing it at that level. You know, Civil uh, have got it like brilliantly done, but you've got uh, the players aren't going in at half time. You know, which um, I love the fact that Gary has a sort of whiteboard um, or like a sort of flip chart. Just at the uh, at the bottom of one of the goals, ready for his team talk. Um, but it's it's a little bit weird. Half times are a lot shorter. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting experience. I mean, when I when I got into the game, normally you know I would cheer for our teams, etc. But I, as I was there in a media capacity, um, I I stayed silent for quite a while. I think it was in, wasn't until about the it was the 55th minute where um, the BSC number seven went right through the back in Newsy. Mm. And that was when like the sort of mask slipped and uh, mm. I shouted at the referee to do his job properly. Um, well, I might have used different terminology, but uh, and then from that point on, I thought, well, the facade is gone, so we may as well just uh, lean into it and... Um, I might have called someone a clown, but and you got um, ejected. I didn't get ejected. <laughs> like, you know, I, didn't, I didn't miss the. I didn't miss the sending the. Well, the first sending off the BSC sending off because I had to go to the toilet. But um, other than that, uh, it was great to be back, mm. even though it was an odd experience. Mm. But it, it feels it feels different. But did you feel? I know, as I've said before, Cal, there wasn't many people there, but. Presumably, knowing that you're going there, you're getting your temperature checked. Uh, there's plenty of space there. Presumably, you felt comfortable. You felt safe in, in that environment. I, I was, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I was speaking to um, a couple of boys in the back, uh, the back room at um, Civil there, and I was I, I, as you look out on socially distance, of course. Socially distance, of course. Ah, of course, of course. Sorry. Um, you know, I, when I went inside, I had my, my mask on and everything. Everyone else had masks on. Everyone was taking all the precautions and following all the guidelines, all the advice. Uh, but we, we had, um, you know, I, I'm looking out at the pits of the Christie Gillis and, you know, they've, they've got the barriers there. I'm just standing there going, why, why can we not just have... Um, someone standing there in one barrier block, that's um, sort of red tape or something. No one can stand there. Someone can stand like at the next barrier along and so on and so forth. And I just I just don't understand why, especially at this sort of level, these things cannot happen. Yeah. Well, we'll, know, see. we'll just... see. We spoke about it before. So hopefully in time, yeah. and as I said, easily, I mean, that, a minimum, by doing that, you could probably get, 50 fans in right round the pitch easily well, by, by just doing that um, I, I know the, the exact number it was um, Civil can get 87 in if they did it that way there you go did you count that did you? no I was told that I was, oh, I was informed although, oh, yeah. although I could have, uh, although I mean I was absolutely freezing that's that's one thing I've not missed mm. um, right. shall we say these games Okay, right, on to the actual games then. And, well, we took in, uh, streamed 
and took in the, the Shire game at the weekend. I know, Ross, you were watching the Hearts game, so that's fair enough. But we, I took in the, the Shire game and it, it had it had 1-0 written, written all over it. Uh, and it was just whatever team was going to manage to... Well, to be honest, because these have had 0-0 written all over it, but it was going to be... The way the longer the game went on, you knew that any goal was going to be the winner. And it was... Uh, you know, neither goalie had really had too much to do. The civil goalie... I'm sorry. Let's, can we just call him his first name? Let's call him his first name. Louis. Yeah. We'll go with Lewis. Yeah, Lewis to his left-hand side in the second half. And then, uh, you know, Shire get a, a free kick on... Free kick wide, they whipping a, a decent ball. I know Civiler, I think, are a bit disappointed at how they defended it, but um, you know the boy puts it in the back post, and I think probably a draw would have been fair if I'm honest. Um, but yeah. a, narrow, a narrow defeat, and then on to on to to Tuesday night, and you know it's probably a, it's a fair, it's a similar type game to be honest. I think if there was going to be if there was going to be a winner, it would just be a it would be a a one nil. But I think I think a draw was was definitely fair. I can't remember really. Obviously, Cam, you were there, so you know more than, remember more than me. But um, you know, both teams going down to ten men in the end. But neither team really neither team really created too much. I think a draw was a draw was fair. Um, I I would say I'd say a draw was fair. I think um, BSC started well. Um, so it really took the game to civil. I think they had about four hundred corners in the first half, but um, they fell out. Uh, the game like, sort of 15 minutes after about 15 minutes civil were getting on the ball more but it was just <sighs> the, the sort of final ball um, making their own choice balls being like under hit over hit and you know it was just ah, it was, it was a, almost a frustrating watch um, because it was like getting into the position and then just like a little bit a little bit of luck uh, would have seen Civil come away but I think uh... Uh, this weekend then and it's uh, a, a, it's a huge you know it's it's the toughest I, I can't see a team having a tougher start than Civil uh, it's Kelty this weekend Ross we were at the game um, against Kelty obviously before before the season uh, was halted I... surely from Civil's point of view play how you did in the last 10-15 minutes of that game right from the start and got maybe a chance of getting something Civil were strolling to victory. I swear to you, I was getting that. I was like, what is he doing? Don't <laughs> <laughs> even mean it. <laughs> but Carl, no, you agree with that? I mean, that performance, the last 10-15 minutes from Civil, they had they had kept in the ropes a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you could see it. Um, I, I, I sort of remember vividly Tam Riley in the middle of the park going, um, well, I can't repeat what he was saying to the to the boys at the back, but it was pretty much along the lines of get your act together. Mm-hmm. Um, because from being in a position of comfort, Civil down to 10 men, you know, Civil turned the game on its head could have sneaked a wee draw um, if there'd been five more minutes, I think. But this this weekend, look, there's, it's a very tough game, Kelty. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Let's not pretend it's anything else. But, um, you know, there's... Nathan Austin went off injured um, the weekend. Uh, you, is Craig Reid is he injured as well? well they came um, off. They came off in the first half uh, during the, during the midweek. You know, so, so if Kelty are missing a couple of players, that's, that's not too bad. Obviously, you've got to look at who they've got. Um, they've course. got in Cal Megan, what a player. Yeah. There's, there's there's talent throughout that team, really. Uh, but I think. This this could be a game where we see the effects of the Betfred hit Kelty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they've gone through a tough ninety minutes against Dundee United, where you know credit to them they've um, they got beat one 0 but again it's it's a one goal defeat. There's no embarrassment there really, no. but you've got to look at it's it's a tough ninety minutes. They'll have been uh, you know really putting their lot into it. So whether they can bounce back against Civil, who you know. Gary's going to have them 
organised and set up well. And I think that, again, it's it's an interesting game. Um, very much looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. But I think that Sybil can sneak something. Um, they just need to put the ball in the back of the net, you know, yeah. to... I would like. I would like. Wins games. Yeah, I, I would like. Yeah. I would like Civil to start well this weekend. I think, if I remember, the game up there about this time. Well, we're going to see this time last year, but it was it was early on in the season last year. Calm, we went up to Kilty yeah. and Civil just did, did not start the game at all, and Kilty were, were were leading quite early, and then the game, yeah. the game at the Christie Gillis that we were all at, um, I think you know Kilty started better and settled quicker, and they got the goals. They got the goals first and. I would like Stivell to to maybe just start a bit sharper and maybe just put a few balls in the box, try and get a few corners, try and can't remember that game against East Kilbride. I know it's a, a while ago now, but they 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 put East Kilbride under when they won three one. Calm, they put East Kilbride under yep. pressure early. You know they they had corners, they had free kicks in deep areas. I would like Stivell to try to like, put long throw long throws in into the box, all that sort of stuff within the first ten fifteen minutes and and just try and get a bit of a foothold in the game, but. I agree with you. This will be a game. I think Kelty will feel the effects of of Dundee United in, in the week. That'll be a hard game for them, and it, the the bet is tough. It is tough, um, but there's no doubt that 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 Kelty are still favourites. There's absolutely no question. Um, on to yeah, okay. on to to Spartans then, and and it's been a good start for me. You know, it's been a good start. You can't argue. Yep, the games have been maybe a little bit closer than than I thought they might be, but. It's six points, and we've said and okay. Callum and, and 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 you know and Dawson Dawson with with uh, two winners and two games is is looking quite good for Spartans. Ah, uh, look, um, the big man just ah, uh, that's that's what he's good at. I've, I don't, I've said a few times on the podcast that I think that um, he's big and he's awkward, and I just don't think that defenders know how to deal with him at times, and I think that's what you know. You're maybe seeing. I mean, what was it uh, a couple of years ago when Spartans had Chad Hogan playing, and he was he was very similar. He just he was a little bit awkward, and you know, def- like his first touch was sometimes that good that the second was a tackle. But I think <laughs> he causes problems. So I think that that's what Big Cameron Dawson does. And I mean, fair play to the lad. He's he's taking his chance really because he's been sort of bit part with Spartans the last couple of years so um, he's, um, he's, he's coming off the bench the last two games but he's, he's scoring the goals uh, so you've got to look at him start him start him give him, give him a proper run in the team give him a chance because I don't think he's ever had that hmm. in, in the two and a bit years we've been doing this podcast I don't think he's had a decent run in the team and you know I'm I'm going to stand here and stand up for, for the big man and say you know he deserves a wee run out you know, Cam, actually, you're buying on because I remember throughout, throughout every, every time that he's come on, he's done well. And every time you've backed him and said, you know what, start him, give, give him a chance. And, you know, I, I know I was only at Spartans for a year and in, in that time, uh, Dawson was in the was in the under-19s and and, and, a, and a couple of games, at, a couple of sort of bounce games, he, he was brought in. And, and every time, you know, he, he seemed to get chances, score. You know, he's not, you know, He's not the most pleasant on the eye. He's not going to drop in and link up and 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 do that side of things. But in the box, he will get himself on the end of something. And as I don't know, if guys, if you if you've seen the goal, Ross, have you seen the goal from 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 the other night against against Berwick? I know the highlights were put up, but it's great work on the right hand side by Spartans and and Hovey puts on it in a f- unbelievable ball. How many times have you seen it? The standard ball that goes right across the face of goal. And nine times out of ten, it's the one you go. Would someone just go and just throw themselves at it? You know that type of cross, and invariably yeah. it then runs right across and it goes out for a throw on the on the far side. But no, Dawson does throw himself at it, gets a great header on, and and Spartans win the game. And I agree with you, Calm. He's something different, and 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 I would maybe give him a shot from the start. Why not? But to a good start, Ross. You know, maximum points. Games they were expected to do that, yeah. but, but it sets him up this weekend. A tricky game this weekend for me though, Ross. Sterling Uni, they've started okay, I think, so far. They've got one is it one win? Um a narrow defeat against yeah, well, East, narrow defeat narrow against East Kilbride. Kilbride. Yeah, this will this will be a Actually, tough game. Actually, it was quite late on for East Kilbride, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, this, this will be yeah. a tough game, I think, for Spartans. Uh, yes, but they're at home, aren't they? Yeah. 
I just last point. Escaping by it, but it should 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 have enough. Yeah. Last point I want to make before before we move on is uh, uh, Gretna's Park. My reports already heavy. (laughs) 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 The pitch is already heavy, and we're one game into the season. So um, let let's see let's see how let's see how that goes. Stilling in this weekend, three points for Spartans. I think yeah, I think it'll be this. This is the one of the first four that I thought would be the toughest. Um, but I think I agree with Ross. Spartans should have enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good game actually. But it's a shame we can't go to that one. That that's uh, I think that'll be a good game actually. Um, la- well, I think we all la- last team to talk about Ember Uni. I think we all deserve them a a big apology because you know something. Uh, ha- hats off to them. And, and and I mean that, and and, and, if, and, and, and any if, if any of them if any of them are listening, um, I think they I think they made a great start to the season. And I know that I know they're sitting there with no points, and I know they're not going to take any 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 real sort of uh, praise from that. But for me, they've had a tough start. Kelty, Easterland, uh, a four 0 defeat to Kelty, absolutely no disgrace. Uh, especially with the preparation or the lack of preparation I think Ember Uni will have had to then go and play a Shire team who you know they will be a, they'll be they'll be strong this year to go down to 10 men when they did and to you know they've come out I know they've lost but I think they'll take a lot of confidence on these last two games Calvin and they've got a tough start this weekend again is tough for them but I'm slightly confident bizarrely ahead of this season then just from what from what the reports I'm reading and from what from what's happened so far. Oh look, I've always I've always been the sort of champion of Edinburgh Uni on this podcast. I know I sort of bucked that trend last week with my prediction, but um I think that look, Dorian is a good manager, he's getting the best out of what he's got there. And let's be honest, this is before um the, the trials have been completed and, you know, we see what Edinburgh Uni have got. I think that the fact that, um, you know, going to Kelty getting beat 4-0, there's absolutely no disgrace in that. You're absolutely spot on. I mean, Civil went there, what was it, 5-0 and um, Spartans were also 5-0 last year. So, this, um, it's, I, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, it's a good thing only getting beat 4-0, but um, I think given what a lot of people predicted it was going to be, it, you know, um, myself included, it's it's not too bad a result. And then Shire, look, if if they don't go down to ten men, it looked it sounded sorry as if it, a, an even game on Tuesday night. Judging by the Twitter, which uh, hats off to Edinburgh, you know, the the match updates have got a hundred percent better from sort of the last two years. But well, I think Gandhi. What? Gandhi. Oh. I- <laughs> I don't think you got enough um, appreciation for that tweet. That was one of your best. Um, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just remembered that. <laughs> uh, you, you, it's taking a time uh, for you to catch on. But I think, look, Edinburgh Uni had one of the toughest starts. Uh, you know, you're talking about civil start. I mean, uh, Uni start with Kelty away. Um, was it Shire at home and then Benes at home? Now we're not sure how good Bones are, but I mean they're two from two so far. So you've, you've got to expect them maybe to to be decent this year. I know a lot of people think that they can uh, challenge for the title this year. So um, it's it's a ridiculously tough start, and you know anything that you can get out of these five games is um, is a bonus. But at least the performance level is there. Yeah, you know the sort of the one thing to fall back on. Yeah, agreed. Okay then, predictions. Let's get to it before we go to our podcast puzzler. Nice and easy. Decent start. Good number of people in the Prediction League. Of course you can still join, so if you want to, get involved. Uh, decent starts from ourselves. A few correct uh, results, not so much a score. But let's get right to it. Um, Callum, Callum, Hearts, Dundee. Um, 3-1 Hearts. 3-1. Ross? 2-1 Hearts. Uh, one nil hearts for me. Uh, Ross County Hibs. Um, two nil Hibs. 
I'm the same. Two nil. Uh, one nil Hibs. Uh, Beacon Edinburgh City. Uh, 2-0 2-0 City No sorry 2-0 Edinburgh City Yeah 3-1 Edinburgh City For me Yeah 2-1 uh, Edinburgh City um, Where am I? I'll just chuck a team out uh, Edinburgh Uni Versus Bonnes uh, Edinburgh Uni 1 Bonnes 3 1-0 Bonnes Yeah 1-3 Bonus. Kelty, Civil uh, versus Kelty. Civil 2, Kelty 1. I'm going 4 1, Kelty. 4 1, Kelty. I'll go for 0 2, Kelty. And Spartans against Stirling Uni. Um, 2 1, Spartans. 2 1. 3 2, Spartans. Yeah, I'd fancy to be 3 2 as well, but I'll go. Yeah, I'll go 3 1, Spartans. Uh, 3 1. Um, right, podcast puzzler. Straightforward this week. On a week where Andy Considine, a veteran, was brought in. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> was brought in for his debut. This week's podcast puzzler. Is your favourite veteran signing from your club? You go for your one, that stops. Yeah, well, straightforward for me, it's got to be either Frank Sauze, Frank Sauze, or Joe Mabu. Yep, absolutely. Um, see, I was too young for Sauze, you know. Um, I'm not using that cop out. Um, what, what's class as a veteran? Old. Over 32. Like, over 32. When did Sproul come back? Um, I've got one. you got one, Ross? Perfect. Sir, Christ- I, Sir Christoph Berra. Surely Craig Gordon. Ah, oh. Sir Christoph Berra at the back for that. Yeah, nice. Um, he came back, phenomenal. Yeah. He might, not have, he might not have been a veteran, but he was signed at a good age. I would go Darren McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree. But signed, what, maybe early, th- yeah, early 30s, perhaps? You know, sort of, and he'd had a good few injuries, so it was a bit of a risk uh, getting him in. So I would go Darren McGregor. No, I mean, there'll be someone out there. Well, that he's was... professionally 26, so he's not better than that age, but. There we go. I mean, did he sign for the 26 year? Um, I know that. Anyway. They never started from the Uh I'll go with McGregor. Okay. Right, lads. Another podcast. All the best to uh, all the best to Hearts as they start their league campaign tomorrow. And uh, all the best uh, to the rest. And Ember, and Ember City on Saturday as they start their League Two quest. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been joined by Ross, by Ross and Callum. And that was the Ember Football Podcast. <laughs>